It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out of my mind. It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. I'm putting you out, trash day, I'm putting you out of my mind. Now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up the house. Taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage. <coughs> it starts with some beer, so you shouldn't have fear. Two garbage guys with facts, but they both still have tact. It's that time at last for the best damn podcast. It's Can Crusher Day. We're shipping off with another episode of Can Crushers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Mark flying solo. We have the English professor chiming in here in a little bit. This week has just been crazy, crazy, crazy. Guys, I want to stop right there with the wrestling podcast and just tell you the craziness that I've had this week in the house, in the studio, what's going on. That's why we're a little bit late coming out today because we're still recapping, recouping, redoing things in this house to get it perfect for the family. Uh, The other night we had a water issue where we had sewage coming up through the kitchen sink and then we had the next day we sent the sewer driller router thing, and you know, I work for the borough, you think I would know these terms, but uh, I'm a garbage man, Um, so nonetheless, this is what's going on, so we drilled out our sewer, got the roots and the crap and the that's been in there for years or whatever, because mom doesn't use as much water as the three of us have, so it's just been a total train wreck that way, cleaning up and uh, sanitizing. And yeah, I know it happened later, earlier in the week, I mean, but it's just, it's pushed everything else back because we don't want to live in, air quotes, a shitty house because we really had shitty floors and there was no air quotes there at all. So everything's kind of been pushed back. This morning, I woke up to watch AEW's Full Gear, which I'll get into, uh, because last night we had prior engagements to hang out with friends to watch their talented, talented kids sing and play piano, and it's just amazing some of the talent that we we want to support um, outside of Can Crushers and wrestling. So we go support Ethan's friends as well to sing and dance and stuff, so we always want to take time to do that. Uh, Start watching Full Gear this morning, and now I remembered that he was coming, but I didn't know he was coming so early and then staying so late. The Dish Network guy finally, and finally, made it to our house so we can get back on schedule of my wrestling schedule, watching stuff when I need to watch it, uh, coming home from work, this, that, or the other, so I finally got to do that, but then the Dish Network guy, uh, as we were going to record some of this in the morning, uh, was here for three and a half hours today to put a dish, you know, I had everything hooked up inside, cables were hooked up into the TV, into the boxes, everything, he pretty much just had to hook the dish up outside and hook it into the cable outside. He hooked it in one place 
and it didn't have service. He moved it again. He mo- Why wouldn't you test it first to find out where the service is? You have that box. He just put it on the wall or a post actually on my porch and found out that when he came inside, it wasn't enough service to get the ones in our bedrooms to jump off the one in the in the living room. So we're back outside. Now he's asking me to help him by holding the dish up as he's, you know, hovering this thing around. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Why is this? So I'm like, all right, whatever. Whatever. We got that hooked up. I'm now at the end or at the end of the Cody Jericho match, getting ready to start Moxley and Omega, and now we had already planned for my aunt to come down and have a little bit of a lunch with us, because today is two months that my mom passed, and you know, we're just continuing to be together and continuing to build a family. We have a family, but you know what I'm saying, it's just one of those days. So my aunt hangs around a little bit, and then, hey, we're going to do it now, and we're going to do it here, and nobody, ah! so it's just uh, flying solo. Once again, that's all right. The English professor is coming up. Everybody's got plans. Things have just changed uh, dramatically, but that's why we're so late. Always transparent. We'll tell you why we're late. We'll tell you anything. This is a big day. Happy 244th birthday to the U.S. Marines. Hoorah! I think that's the one to do it. Nonetheless, so I have a, I've been drinking a lot already because it's just been one of those days. I have a Natty Light. This is happy birthday to the Marines, guys. Happy birthday. If you see anybody that's a Marine today, you know, go out, shake their hands, tell them thank you. Um, Tomorrow is Veterans Day. Guys, this is huge. Uh, Take a minute. Uh, There's veterans, you know, all the way back. Take a minute and thank your veterans just if you see them, the, you know, the old timers like wearing the hats or if you know somebody that was a veteran of any branch, go up and tell them thank you. Thank you for your service. And uh, if there's veterans out there listening to Can Crushers in Can Crusher Nation, thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for protecting us. So jackasses like myself, the English professor, Paul, Chad, Soup, Colin, you know, down the line, all the wrestlers that come on Can Crushers can do this as entertaining or non-entertaining as we are, um, depending on what week it is. Thank you. Thank you for your service and thank you for keeping us safe. As we now transition into wrestling, uh, as you guys know, it's been a hectic week. Um, I will cover Raw and SmackDown. I will cover... Uh, some AEW. I really didn't get to watch Wednesday nights because that was the night that the shit hit the fan. Literally, the shit hit the fan. So Wednesday is kind of uh, a crapshoot. Uh, I'm going to get them all in today. Uh, didn't get to see as much Wednesday. Didn't record it because we didn't have TV, this, that, and the other. But I'm going to start with an email. And this has actually been brought up, one, by the English professor, two, by Jason Dixon, but it was preempted on Monday as Tim, he said, leave his last name out, sent an email to Can Crushers. Hey guys, what do you think of the Jim Cornette saga in the NWA? Well, if you can see the way I've been answering uh, Jason Dixon's one online, 
uh, the English professor and I have had this behind closed doors via text. Um, and he actually talks about this in his pontification later on. So I'm going to give him most of the glory for this. But, Tim, to answer your question the same way that I said to Jason Dixon or anybody else that's asked me, if you don't want to watch NWA Power because of Jim Cornette, you're doing yourself a disjustice. Uh, mute it. Mute it and don't listen to Cornette because you don't like him for what he's saying. Mute it and just watch the wrestling because what they are going to do, and I'm wholeheartedly behind NWA. I really am. I love the product. So I'm going to be the homer, air quotes. Um, watch the wrestling. Watch the wrestling. The Aldous Tim Storm storyline right now is fascinating. Uh, James Storm just losing the title to Colt Cabana. You know, Colt's 100% back healthy. So he's got it. But what's Mr. Anderson going to do? Um, the Dawsons are, you know, on, on the uprise. You know the Rock and Roll Express won the NWA titles at one point. Uh, their tapings are coming to an end for their first go-round as their pay-per-view is December 14th and the 15th and 16th they're doing more tapings. So they're, they're coming real close to the end of the first tapings. Um... Cornette's already scheduled for the next tapings. If you listen to his podcast, he tells you. Uh, the way he got reprimanded was more or less a slap on the hand or whatever, if you're looking at it that way. The English professor talks about a different spin of what Cornette talks about uh, on his podcast. So I'll leave that completely up to him. I'm more focusing on him saying something 30 years ago, bro, that just makes no sense now. Um, it was just the way it was talked about. So myself, Tim, to answer this uh, long but short, I don't have an issue. I will continue to support NWA. I will leave it on. I'll listen to Cornette. I, I don't want to say I don't care, but it's just it's nonsense to me. I'm watching wrestling for wrestling. Thunder Rosa right now with Marty Bell just decimating Allison Kay. Like I said, you know the Rock and Roll Express winning the tag team titles. So who's going to get it from them? There's a wild card going to be back out. The Dawsons are getting a big kick. You know, this NWA thing is bringing back so many memories of the NWA for me that, again, uh, via text, the English professor and I were talking this is the must-watch show for me right now is NWA. If I miss NWA, now I can't, I'm can't. i not watching it live because Tuesday nights is rough for us. We have uh, prior engagements on Tuesdays that I just don't watch it live. But sure as shit, by Sunday, by the time I record this, that show will be watched at least once, maybe twice. I just like it that much. I really do... I like the studio. I, I love everything about the NWA. And with them, excuse me, I'm getting froggy all of a sudden. With them partnering with WrestleMe uh, Retro Wrestling, the video game that's coming out early 2020, uh, there's some works with that. Hopefully, 
uh, that we can get somebody on to talk about that because that's it's just entertaining. It really is. Um, I'm, I'm full-fledged. I'm driving the bus for NWA. So, again, my answer, Tim, is mute it. If you don't want to listen to Cornette, mute it and watch NWA. There's worse stuff that you can watch out there. You, there's bigger idiots in the world that are going to say stupider stuff. So that's my point on NWA. The English professor will be wrapping back around to talk about Cornette once again. But, guys, just so much wrestling again this week. What the hell's going on with Raw? What's going on with SmackDown? SmackDown taped in the UK, so I didn't watch it. All I had to do is read the spoilers. Other ones that I have not watched this week, like I said, NXT and AEW on Wednesday. Bad on me. The numbers are in, and only 9,000 difference between both. Um, is it now balancing out or what? Both aren't over the million viewer watch. But now the TV's back and everything, AEW is a must-watch for me. NXT will always be recorded, and then I'll go from there. You don't know what you're going to get on AEW. NXT, you know kind of what you're going to get, especially with... All the invasion, we're a couple weeks out of Survivor Series, so we're going to see this invasion thing play out on WWE across the board. Spoiler, Alana, Alana, no, sorry, Lana has more to confess this coming Monday on Raw. Yippee, yippee, shit. So next up is the OVW Report, followed by our great sponsor, Ah, uh, collar and elbow. Al Snow is out there just doing crazy things. Guys, I, I just got the new Macho Man shirt in the mail. It's a Macho Man's glasses. It's got Al and head on it, and it says collar and elbow. It's purple. It looks great. Haven't worn it yet, but you can still feel feel the love in the shirt that he that he uh, that he made. And I got a new hoodie. I'm really excited. For all the new merch that's out there uh, with Collar and Elbow, check them out at CollarandElbow.com. And when you check out, use CanCrushers as the promo code. You'll get 10% off your entire order. And as I always tell you guys, yes, some money does kick back to us. And it helps support, you know, podcasting hosting sites, buying me beer. No, uh, it just helps break up things like that. On our neck of the woods as being a sponsor of Can Crushers. So, yeah, check them out. And right after the OVW report, you will hear Al Snow talk about collar and elbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I forgot the OVW report last week. And it was the Frightmare Cup that took place in the Bourbon Hall. My God, it's two hours, two and a half hours of just crazy wrestling. It really is. You have the the tournament ending. You have Amon against Simbodi for the Anarchy title. You have Maxi Impaler that destroys Megan Bain for the Women's Championship. You have Justin Smooth retaining. I, I, I ruined most of it for you, but go on YouTube and check it out because it's unbelievable. That was a great event and bad on me. But as we go forward, we are now at last week's OVW taping. And it starts off with, well, actually starts off with Dean Hill in the ring calling Tony Gunn out to talk about 
his whole TV title issue that he's had with AJZ. And, man, this AJZ cat can go. I can't wait till the next time I get down to Kentucky to get to talk to him and uh, just see some of his up-close and personal stuff that he does because he is a worker. Nonetheless, Dean Hill does get uh, Tony Gunn out there, and he's talking, saying, hey, if you don't fight AJZ tonight, you're pretty much fired, but you also have to win the match. So it ends up being shotgun Tony Gunn against AJZ, and Tony wins. Tony hits the kill shot, bam, one, two, three. A lot going on with this title, a lot going on with the title that's floating in a river. I uh, continue to want to continue to spoil things. I put continue back-to-back -back words there, so I'm going to get in trouble from the English professor. But nonetheless, this, this whole TV title thing, maybe we're going to get rid of the gauntlet. And I think there's a lot of people who are going to be okay with it. Uh, probably Daniel Spencer, because him refing five matches in a row is rough enough. He, uh, he can barely ref one. Uh, next match, you have Shiloh. Not really a match. Shiloh and DL3 come out. They're just fighting all over the place. Still fighting over Thunder Kitty. Guys, bros before hoes. Really. You, you need to stop fighting over uh, Thunder Kitty and get your shit together. You guys are the Entourage 2.0. Uh, nonetheless, it ends up being a uh, DL... Not DL3. Yeah, DL3 gets the win. I was going to say Big D. Big D does get involved in this, but DL3 gets the win. And hopefully now that they, there's just something that they can put aside and the entourage can continue. You saw they uh, got smoked in the Can Crushers Trial of Trios tournament. But at least in real life, hopefully uh, Shiloh and DL3 can work this out. Uh, Bruce Snyder calls the Nightmare Cup winners to the ring and i'm gonna ruin it now guys it is cory storm and dimes and all of a sudden you know they do get a shot at the championship that is held by legacy of brutality and guess who comes out legacy of brutality so uh there, there's gonna be something in the works for that do you want to see dimes and cory storm as your tag team champions or do you enjoy the legacy of brutality running amok in ovw I'm not going to lie, between Josh Ashcraft, Jay Bradley, Cash Flow, Big Zoe, and Isaiah, I love the legacy of brutality. I love what they're doing in OBW. I really like Cash Flow and Jay Bradley. Josh Ashcraft, yeah. Keep the legacy going. Dimes and Storm don't need a title. They're hot enough. Uh, we see a video with Amon, and he's saying he was the heavyweight champion, TV champion, tag team champion, and now the anarchy champion, which makes him the king. He's held every title in OBW, and his reign as anarchy champion is going to be crazy. Best two out of three falls match between Dustin Jackson and the real deal, Randall Floyd, and this, this is just crazy. It's crazy once again. This feud has been going on so long, but it is carrying OVW because it's a great feud. Both of these guys are workers, and they know how to work in the ring. Oh, uh, Dustin wins. I don't know what the hell Randall's doing, but Dustin wins. And then after the match, Floyd snaps and attacks the hell out of Dustin. 
Beats him with the chair. KTD and Lutz come out, and they get waylaid as well. Um, Floyd snapped. Floyd snapped, and where is this going to go? Because he has always been Rip Rogers' golden boy. He's always been the one toting the OVW flag. He's always been Mr. OVW, Randall Floyd. I don't know. Guys, you can check all this out on the OVW Network for only $4.99 a month. You get all their specials. You get some behind-the-scenes stuff. You can get some Combine stuff. We can't wait to go back to the Combine again next year. And you also get the OVW show on YouTube. Guys, you can now watch it Tuesday nights on YouTube or on their Facebook page. You don't have to wait for this jerk on the other side of the mic to tell you what's going on in OVW. But you can get my recap of what I think. Nonetheless, here we are. OVW still progressing still making waves still shattering that glass i guess you can say guys it is awesome time in wrestling and ovw is one of the ones making way as we talked about earlier nwa aew everything ovw is just one of those other ones there that i love bringing you all the action wrestling a love and a passion we all share I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Hey, this is Hardcore Hooven out of IWC in Pittsburgh, PA, and you're listening to the best podcast out there, Can Crushers. And we're back on Can Crushers, and it's time to cover full gear. AEW's first Real pay-per-view without anything after their show started, and it was unbelievable. It really was. Uh, again, I woke up early this morning, got a bug up my ass, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to watch this. I uh, was going to probably watch the replay last night, got home too late, this, that, and the other. I was talking to the English professor. He said it was going to run long. I'm not going to stay up till midnight and then watch it until 4 in the morning, so why not go to bed and then watch it 4 in the morning till the Dish Network guy comes, and that's what I decided to do, but I actually finally finished it at like noon today because it was just that crazy just in time to go to lunch with my aunt but this is what i'm upset about this is where i cannot find it i looked all over last night thinking all right i can at least watch the buy-in the pre-show the this the that the this the that whatever because one of our own a can crusher alum one of our favorite Britt baker was on the buy-in show, and this is what pisses me off with AEW. They don't tell you what's going to be on the buy-in. And they put the Britt Baker-B Priestley match on the pre-show, the buy-in, whatever you want to call it. God, if I call one the pre-show and one the buy-in, maybe WWE will end up suing Can Crushers, and great, at least we'll make headline news. That's ESPN, I understand, don't get on my shit. Um, so I'm upset about that. As we're at this concert last night, 
The English professor is texting me saying, man, this is unbelievable. Brit, we saw her win. And if you know what we're talking about, we saw her her very first match. Her and Andrew Palace in a match against Ray Lynn and Dylan Bostic in White Oak, Pennsylvania. We were there. My son, favorite wrestler, loves her. Many pictures with her. We were there. And the way that the English professor was telling me about this match is she just hit everything perfectly. And it's late in the afternoon by now, and I still have not found the said match to go back and watch it. So maybe you'll get that recap of the Brit match against B. Priestley next week. If I can find it by then, because I wanted to make sure to get the podcast out at a decent time for you guys to listen to. So the first match on the main show is the Young Bucks against Santana and Ortiz, who's now pride and powerful, whatever, Santana and Ortiz or LAX. Um, The Rock and Roll Express, they're again in the front row. And JR tells us, hey, if they get involved, the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks are going to lose. Guys, I am always on the Young Bucks. And I was talking to the English professor, and this is going to be a lot of me to saying I talked to the English professor because I talked to him a lot during this pay-per-view that I was watching as the Dish Network guy was hooking it up on my phone, this, that, and the other because he had all my TVs just awry. And I, I could have watched it on my computer. Yes, I understand that. But I'm on the go. If I had to go, I had to go. I took my phone with me. You understand. Plus, I was talking to him outside, still watching wrestling, and that's just the way it is. So, I liked the Young Bucks match. But that's not what I was going to say at first. What I was going to say at first is, AEW's been talking about tag team wrestling. They're going to bring back tag team wrestling. And I haven't enjoyed one of their tag team matches pretty much to this time. I, I know there's a lot of glitz and glamours, there's a lot of high spots, there's a lot of low spots, there's a lot of resting spots, there's a lot of high spots, there's a lot of high spots, there's a lot of high spots. It's not my thing. I'm not saying it's bad, it's just not my thing. I, I'm not into it. I like the Arn Anderson, Telly Blanchard against uh, Thunderfoot and Pistol Pez Watley type of match. Grind it out, tag, work your opponent over, things like that. That's what I like. Now, don't say I'm comparing the Young Bucks to two of the Four Horsemen or the Brain Busters, if you want to call them that. Um, But this match was probably one of the best Young Buck matches I have seen. It, It just was good. And for the Young Bucks, for me to say it was good, as Ashley Ludwig is now going to be slapping me through the face because I know she's in love with them, but I'm just saying it was good. I watched it, and I liked it. So that's a plus. If they stay with that and stop the 7 million super kicks and the tumbling to get a punch in, or we've talked about this before. If they continue it, it's fine. Um, Santana... Santana reminded me last night or early this morning of the missing link. He was just, he had that crazy look in his eyes that he reminded me of the missing link so much that if he ever gets off of this Santana gimmick, um, which is real life, I think, uh, and they want to paint his face green and give him long hair or keep the dreads or whatever and have a missing link 2.0, he'd be great at it. He really would. He'd just look. Dastardly is not the word, but I had to get it in. He looked demonic, a little lunatical. Uh, lunatical? 
It's not a word, but a little lunatic-y, a little crazy, something like that. Um, but whatever. Uh, I'm going to be the fashion police, too. If Paul was here, he'd yell at me. What the hell was he wearing? He had the toe shoes on, uh, like aqua shoes in the ring, uh, whatever. Uh, the gum spit was horrible. It was unbelievably horrible as one of the young bucks spit gum and Ortiz picked it up and chewed it. Whatever. I don't care about picking it up and chewing it. We've all chewed somebody else's gum. If you haven't, you're lying to yourself. We've all chewed somebody else's gum, especially if you have a kid and you don't want to throw it out in public or something. You chew it because you don't have a napkin because you sure as shit aren't putting it in your pocket. It's the same DNA. Come on now. It's just what it is. But uh, when he spit the gum, unbelievably bad. Uh, the street sweeper is great. I love that they only went for it once and it finished the match. There wasn't a ton of false finishes in this match. It was just a good match. And like I said, I actually I liked it because the Young Bucks were in it. Uh, Sammy Guevara comes out to celebrate with uh, Pride and Powerful. And he brings a sock full of baseballs. But then Ricky Morton comes in. If you've seen it early this morning, I did post it last night. I scheduled it because I did see it on the old interwebs. Ricky Morton hit a Canadian destroyer. Not by himself. If you watch, he struggled. Robert Gibson in one of the Young Bucks pulled the rope so he could push him over, and the Young Bucks hit him as well. Nonetheless, Ricky Morton is 20 years older than me, could whoop my ass in great shape to do that. This, this is a risky move for anybody at the age of 21, and Morton's still out there doing it. And then he does a suicide dive that makes Seth Rollins' suicide dive from pillar to post look horrible. Ricky sold it. When he hit the people, he fell. He didn't stand on his feet and celebrate. If you're diving out of the ring, willy-nilly, you should fall on them as well. Ricky did it. If you watch anybody else, they land on their feet and it just doesn't look Good. Props to Ricky Morton. He's a legend, and he still knows what the hell he's doing. Uh, one of my favorite matches of the night, and I'm not a big fan of Pac, or Pac, or Pac. Even JR and Excalibur mess up their name every once in a while, so I'm all right. Uh, Hangman Page is probably one of my favorite singles wrestlers right now in AEW. He's the Barry Windham. He's the Arn Anderson of the whole thing. He's got the Wyndham look, but he's going to be the enforcer, you know, when it comes to the elite, as you will say, he's friends with them. He's just that way that he reminds me of Barry so much. And I love this match. Um, the ref was amazing in this match. Please go back and watch this match. The way he counts when they're both down, he's giving him a standing 10 count. My God, CJ Sensation, if you're listening, I want to see you do this next time. He was really getting into the 10 count, and I loved it. Uh, solid spots, uh, but he didn't cringe when just a chop happened. The ref told the story in this match, but the wrestlers did a great win as well in a hell of a match, and Paige wins with his uh, reverse tombstone, buckshot, whatever whatever it's called this week. Um 
and it looked good. It, it did look good. As fast as it was hit, it, it could have been a little sloppy, but it looked good. Uh, I'm going to stop here and talk about the rankings, and this is where I really want to pause about AEW. We're all happy about the rankings. This guy is 1-1, one and, one and, duh, 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 and you know the records and everything, but what happens when Joey Janela ends up being 2-50? What does that matter? Then, who is going to say, hey, damn it, I want to match with Joey Janela because he'll get me closer to that title? He's not. So maybe the rankings is going to go to the wayside with AEW quicker than we think because I like Joey Janela. I do. He can be the Barry Horowitz, the Malkies, the whatever of AEW. He'll put on a great show. He puts on a great show when he comes to IWC. He's a hell of a worker. I don't care what anybody else says about him. I like him. I like what he does. He puts on a show. The bad boy sells himself, and he sells himself right in my book. And that's what wrestling is about, what other people think. No, it's what you think. It's your perception of how you want to take it in. Guys, come on. It, it, it's it's there for you. So I, I really liked what Janela did. What I don't like is Sean Spears. I don't get it. I don't get He hit Cody with the chair, so now he's a chairman. Great. Sean Spears reminds me of Meat. Yeah, Meat. From the Attitude Era? Exactly. The What was Stasiak? Um, Sean Stasiak. So it shares the same name. Uh he reminds me of him. He was pushed so hard with the girls, and he just never panned out. Uh, maybe that's why WWE said, hey, you want release? There's your release. Telly's doing everything for him. If it wasn't because Telly was his manager and doing dastardly things, there it is. So we get it in twice at least this week. Um, I probably wouldn't have really cared about this match. I mean, I like Janela. But Sean Spears does nothing. He, he just doesn't have the look of a chairman. Maybe I want LaParca as the chairman. Or maybe somebody a little more crazier. He just, he's got a muscular look that he, he just doesn't swing as the chairman for me. Okay? Yeah? All right. Uh, Spears gets to win, like I said, with Tally. The next match, the private party, the Lucha Brothers and SCU... For the tag titles, I was busy. I dozed a little bit. I helped the dish guy a little bit. And I, this is one of the tag team matches that I really don't care about. I really don't. Um, too much. Too much is going on for me. I'm 42, and I could uh, give it a crap about it. The storyline, though, continues as Daniels returns after SCU gets the win. Um to keep SEU against Lucha Brothers alive. Uh, what's that do for private party? I don't know. I don't know. Talked to the English professor before. He said he liked the shtick about how they're welcome in because they're their own club, their own party and everything. I like that. But that's all I really like of them. Nothing more, nothing less. This was a match I was like, eh, I don't care. Rio against uh, Sukata. As JR called her Amy, Emmy, Emily, Emmy, anything but uh, Tennille Dashwood is what he called her. Because 
I don't know what the hell JR was doing in this match. Maybe he's not a fan uh, of any of this. But this match wasn't bad. It was the 269th time that they've been in the ring together, though. If you listen to Excalibur, 269 times. And he had something about each time. Student versus teacher. Okay, I'm all right with that. We've seen it. It tells a great story. The only thing that I have an issue is, the only thing Riho did, go go back and watch this, was reversals, knees, and stomps. I don't know, man. I really don't know. I I love women's wrestling. I really do. And I I love... I, I, I liked... Amy, or Emmy, or Sukata, a lot. They're not going to take the title off of Riho yet. Nope, she's pretty much still undefeated. They're going to run with it. And I don't know if Britt's going to be the first one to take it from her. And I don't know if Britt should be the first one to take it from her. But where are the other women? We did see Penelope Ford, finally. She bounced out later in the evening. Uh, Where is Allie? Allie... Fought at Fighter Fest, I believe, and then she's nowhere to be found. You did see Brandy and Kong then, you know. That was during the pre-countdown buy-in match that Brandy and Kong are back around. So is Kong going to be the next one to challenge for Riho? I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, I like the shtick with Brandy and Kong, though. I do like that. I, I really do. But... I, I just, another, these last two matches are the ones that I could not really get on. Private party match and then the Riho match. Um, I can't buy in the Riho. I, I really can't buy in the Riho yet. But then you come with the two main events, guys. And as I'm sitting here drinking this beer, I'm going to take a, a quick swig real quick to talk about this. Because these two matches, freaking phenomenal. MJF comes out with Cody. Okay, Jericho has uh, Jake Hager come out. And I thought, oh, this is a great time. This is a great time because IWC fans are waiting for Wardlow. And if people are still like, God damn it, Mark, who are you talking about? What is it? We've seen Wardlow, but why Why are you guys so high on Wardlow? Well, first of all, you can go to IWCnetwork.com and watch anything in the last five years uh, join it for $9.99 a month, and you'll get all IWC events uh, streaming live during their events. You can watch everything on demand. So you'll be able to see Wardlow. Guys, check him out. If you don't want to spend money, some of his matches are on YouTube as well. Wardlow is going to be a star. And I thought, all right, Jake Hager came out. MJF came out. Are we going to see the turn? Are we going to see Wardlow come out because MJF... Uh, gets knocked down. What are we going to see in this match? Well, first of all, folks, let me tell you, this match was unbelievable. Probably one of the match of the year um, nominees for me. And we should really look into doing that, Can Crushers. We we should have some uh, nominations sent in by fans. Well, let's do that. Let's have the fans send in some nominations, and then we'll put them up for a poll as well. Well, I, I'll forget we said this, but remind me. Send them in to cancrushers69 at gmail.com. That's cancrushers69 at gmail.com. And let's do a poll. Match of the year. 
Send them in and see what you guys think is match of the year. I think this Cody Jericho match has got to be one of them. Uh, when when Cody took the bump on the outside, I wasn't sure, and I'm still not sure if it was a work, if he was supposed to split his head open like that, because it wasn't a Dusty Rhodes, you know, cut his head, or, you know, a Harley race, or, you know, those guys like that, the bladed. Cody ate the freaking ramp. He ate the ramp, and if you look above his eye, it's a V. You know exactly how the... The ramp looked. It was a V. Bam. Blood and bleeding everywhere. Unbelievable. Uh, Upset we didn't see Wardlow on any cause, like I said. But uh, unbelievable match. Go back to the beginning. Cody is the grandson of a plumber and the father of a husky. Yeah, little things like that. Little things like that I got pumped about watching. I'm like, yes, it's just something different. I love it. I love that he is the Le Champion, not the champion, the Le Champion. And it was his birthday, so happy birthday, Chris Jericho. It, it was just an unbelievable match. You guys, if you haven't watched it, for the love of God, support AEW and watch it again. Watch it the first time. Watch it the fifth time. This was a great match. Edge of my recliner the whole time. And to have MJF. Throw the white towel in and then turn on Cody is a storyline for six to seven months. Damn it, they're doing it right. They are selling the business the way it needs to be sold. Don't shove it down our throats for an hour every Monday and Friday. Just do it and do it sparsely and it will be perfect. Who doesn't love MJF for being the arrogant asshole? Who doesn't love Cody for being the son, the grandson of a plumber? Guys, this is going to be a feud. He lost a a title shot, and he lost his best friend. This is great. Yeah, Jericho wins. And then finally, Omega against Moxley. I got a warning about this match as the English professor watched it with Sylvan and said, this is unbelievable. Be prepared because you'll see shit you've never seen before. I don't know if it lived up to that. John, I don't know if it lived up to that. I've watched a lot of stuff. You were one that didn't really like ECW and they did a lot of random stuff like that. I've also watched Japanese hardcore matches and, but for what's on now was unbelievable. The broken glass in the, the best part was when Jericho got him in the sharpshooter and Moxicillin had to climb through the broken glass to get to the ropes just to stand up. Not to break the hold, but at least to stand up. Unbelievable. Not Jericho. Omega. I, sorry, uh, when Omega got him in the sharpshooter and he had to climb through, unbelievable. Uh, the big webbing of, uh, what the hell do you call it? Barbed wire on the outside. Uh, that's a little bit too much for me. At least the glass and everything was hidden under the rope, under the ring, I mean. So, whatever. Uh, I still can't shake off that Johnny Moxicillin is Dean Ambrose. Uh Something needs to change about him. I'm still not a 
big fan. It was a great match. It, it really did. It didn't really go over the edge for me, but it was a great match. But they fought so long that their clots healed from the earlier barbed wire things. If you don't believe me, go back and watch. The clots were fine. There was no bleeding on the backs. There was no bleeding on the hands anymore. There was scars by the end of the match between Omega and Amoxicillin. Yeah. Unbelievable, unbelievable pay-per-view. I'm excited for the next one. I'm excited for everything AEW is doing, and we will just keep trucking uh, with AEW. Guys, when I come back, I'll touch on Raw and SmackDown, but here comes the English professor, and he's got a lot to say. Jim Cornette looked into the camera, introduced himself, and assured us that the views we were about to hear were his alone, but that they may have also been ours. Cornette introduced us to the name of TV Guide and New York Post sports writer Phil Mushnick, telling us that Mushnick hated pro wrestling and wasn't content to just change the channel. He doesn't want you to be able to watch it either, Cornette said, getting antsy and his temper starting to boil. Not the WWF, WCW, ECW, nothing, Cornette continued. When Ted Turner donated $1 billion to charity, Phil Mushnick suggested the world would have been better served had he closed WCW. Although the WWF had been acquitted in the steroid trial, Phil Mushnick continued to write columns as though Vince McMahon had been found guilty of those charges. Cornette continued to bring to light Phil Mushnick's comments when he told us his thoughts about wrestling fans. If not for America's lunatic fringe and the disaffected, WCW would be out of business, Cornette quoted Mushnick. He went on to read from his notes, saying that Mushnick felt we clearly could not tell right from wrong if we brought an important child in our life to a pro wrestling match. Plus, we were a disenfranchised subculture. Cornette tore into Mushnick as he explained that many of the New York Post's readers were likely wrestling fans, and they didn't appreciate being ridiculed as something less than human. Mushnick had been getting on Cornette's nerves for a while, but Cornette confessed to only lately getting really angry. The reason was that Mushnick used the recent death of Brian Pillman to call for another outcry against wrestling. After reading Mushnick's comments that wondered what would happen if middle-aged baseball players dropped dead regularly, Cornette paused and took a deep breath. Well, Brian Pillman was a friend of mine, Cornette began. From the time he was born with throat cancer, he had the courage to undergo 36 different throat operations. He had the courage to withstand the punishment of pro football in 10 years as a pro wrestler. He had the courage to come back from a car wreck that shattered his ankle and from a lot of other personal tragedies. And then one night he went to sleep in a hotel room and he died. Cornette blew up, crumpling his notes and throwing them to the ground. He spoke on behalf of wrestling fans the disenfranchised, us subhumans, when he told Mushnick to go to hell and reform things down there because we were doing just fine up here without him. I'm Jim Cornette, and that's my opinion. We wrestling fans had heard of Phil Mushnick, and we were proud to have someone with Jim Cornette's brain and mouth to stick up for us. It didn't matter if on Monday nights you jumped out of your seat over the sound of glass shattering or if you hung on the long pause before the words, Hey, yo, you could even watch those lunatics beating sticks and cans over their own heads. It didn't matter. We were all wrestling fans and we were all in this together. And in the end, we won. Mushnick tapped out and has since focused his negative energy and venom on Stephen A. Smith and Gary Sanchez. 
I hold Cornette in the highest regard when it comes to the wrestling business. I'm left in awe when I listen to his ideas of how he would have rewritten certain storylines and the ease with which he thinks of them. Having had the opportunity to meet him, I noticed not only his sound mind for the wrestling business, but his passion and love for the wrestling business. As Cornette told us during that opinion piece on the October 13th, 1997 episode of Monday Night Raw, he was a fan. That's why I was so disappointed to hear Cornette's recent comments about AEW and wrestling fans. In several episodes of his podcast, he routinely referred to AEW as all petite wrestling. He said the talent in AEW should still be living at home with their mothers. He criticized AEW's judgment to tape television episodes in arenas rather than studios like the NWA does. Why spend so much on TV? Well, maybe because it's not 1988 JCP anymore, Jim. But worse than that, he did the exact thing he blasted Phil Mushnick for doing 22 years earlier. He ridiculed the wrestling fans. He told us, the wrestling fans, that we haven't changed. We were the same then as we are now. We're easily triggered, and it's nothing for Cornette to get us going. I would suggest that we have changed. The proof is in the fact that, right or wrong, JCP is long gone, and WWE is still standing. AEW is a viable, entertaining alternative. NWA power is on YouTube. The thing is, I agree with some of what Cornette had to say, but I resent how he said it. Like Cornette, I'm not a fan of the ridiculous WWE storylines. I'm not a fan of all the flips on AEW. I still think Joey Ryan's phallic flip is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in pro wrestling. That includes the Repo Man and the Gobbledygooker. I hate the countless false finishes. And seeing matches on NWA Power end with a power slam or even a clothesline is different and refreshing. But instead of insulting fans for liking something, instead of saying this stuff tickles our taints, why doesn't Cornette try to do something to market his product to a broader audience? Cornette's comments come across as someone whose time has gone, and he's having a tough time accepting it. They reek of a desperate company man trying to please a struggling boss. In an effort to discredit the competition, Jerry Lawler used television time to downright expose the business, informing the fans of such facts as Nikita Koloff's real name being Nelson Simpson and his hometown not being Moscow, but rather Minneapolis. It was the wrong thing to do, and I'm surprised Lawler found work in the following years. What Cornette is doing now is no different. His podcast went from being the second best wrestling podcast, second only to the one you're listening to now, to a bitch fest in which he does everything he can to bury the competition. Words are my life, and yet I wish I could find the words to express the love, appreciation, and respect that can crushers have for the wrestling business as a form of entertainment. We all have other interests. I've joked how I have blue and white pinstriped blood coursing through my veins, and I suffer from gangrene. But baseball and football are still second and third, respectively, to pro wrestling as my favorite sport or form of entertainment. We measure our words carefully when talking wrestling so as not to appear disrespectful. In the final match of the best of seven series for the United States Championship, Nikita Koloff jumped off the second rope with the Russian chain when the referee was distracted. He landed on his feet well short of Magnum TA. Nikita improvised and charged Magnum and still landed a pretty convincing clothesline before winning the championship. At the time, it looked believable to this boy with the most published short stories in PS209's fourth grade creative writing history. Years later, it looked like two pros covering an imperfection. In discussing this match with Mark, we still hesitate to use the word botch because we find it disrespectful. Because as much as we've groaned over the years at certain matches, as much as we've pointed out a bad match when we've seen one, 
we still always respected anyone with the guts to get in a ring and put on a match in front of a crowd. We try not to cross the boundary of fan by overusing lingo we have no business using, so we say good guys and bad guys more than we say faces and heels. And the only time we use spot is when we complain about there being too many of them in a match. Cornette's comments about the action in AEW and other promotions not being believable are fair. But if we're being fair, I've seen some sloppy work on NWA power. But out of respect for the wrestlers and a wrestling promotion trying to make a go of it, I won't mention names. Cornette certainly has earned the right to have an opinion on the wrestling business. Unlike the Can Crushers, Cornette has had a long, successful career in the wrestling business. But just like the Can Crushers, he's a fan. When Seth Rollins foolishly referred to AEW as the minor leagues, Jim Ross said, You're damn right I'm pissed off! Good old JR wasn't angry because someone took a shot at his employer. As JR said, that kind of shot is bad for business. It discredits everyone. And he's right. At least when AEW takes a shot at the WWE, they do it in character during a wrestling segment where they can gauge the fan reaction to it. I laughed when Chris Jericho looked at MJF's stupid scarf and asked, who wears a scarf? When the fans chanted, we the people, Jericho told the fans it was stupid and it was over. In doing so, he wasn't insulting the man standing next to him. He was ridiculing the WWE for creating something inorganic and forcing it on us fans. And when Cody reminded Jericho that there was no mysterious fourth wall, he wasn't necessarily targeting the WWE superstars who ignored the reactions of the fans, but likely the decision makers who tell them what to say and how to say it, regardless of fan response. Jim Cornette accused Phil Mushnick of not engaging in facts with his verbal assaults on pro wrestling. But Cornette's attacks on other wrestling promotions not named NWA are just as baseless. When Phil Mushnick insulted us, it became a call to arms to band together. Cornette's comments make me want to watch any wrestling program not named NWA. In today's English Tip of the Week, we'll take a look at direct objects. A direct object receives the action in a sentence. We have the subject, the predicate, and the object receiving the action known as the direct object. I hit the ball. The subject is I, the predicate is hit, and the direct object is ball. But with this being the Professor's Pontification segment on the Can Crushers podcast, let's use some wrestling examples to see if we can find the direct object of these sentences. King Kong Bundy avalanched S.D. Jones. What's the direct object? King Kong Bundy is the subject. Avalanche is the predicate or verb. Who or what received the avalanche? The answer is S.D. Jones. S.D. Jones received the action of the avalanche and is therefore the direct object. By the way, King Kong Bundy versus S.D. Jones was a match of the first WrestleMania, which I attended. This example is a little trickier. The Iron Sheik lost the belt to Hulk Hogan. The Iron Sheik is the subject. Lost is the predicate. But what's the direct object? Is it Hulk Hogan? Did the Iron Sheik lose Hulk Hogan? No. He lost the belt. Belt is the direct object. In a final and similar example, Tito Santana applied the figure four leg lock on Greg Valentine. Tito Santana is the subject. Applied is the predicate or the verb. What's the direct object? What did Tito Santana apply? Did he apply Greg Valentine? No. He applied the figure four leg lock. 
figure four leg lock is the direct object of the predicate applied. By the way, Tito Santana versus Greg Valentine that I'm referencing was at Madison Square Garden, which I attended two weeks before WrestleMania. And with that class, you're dismissed. What's up, lunatics and lunatics? You are listening to the Can Crusher Podcast, and I am Crazy Shay. You, you stay crazy and keep on listening. All right, we're going to keep this short, sweet, quick, and simple, and uh, run through Raw and SmackDown. You guys found results. It's just me going to be bitching about a few things on Raw and SmackDown in general. As, like I said, I really didn't watch them. I had to read about them this week. And we'll get back into diving into Raw and SmackDown wholeheartedly next week. But let's talk about one thing on Raw that really pissed me off. It, it really did. It's the Kabuki Warriors against Nat and Charlotte. All right, so you have the tag team champions, the women's tag team champions in the Kabuki Warriors. And now you get this makeshift team of Nat and Charlotte put together and... Uh, it's a one-night team, and then, boom, they end up winning the match. Uh, I, I just, the tag team division for the women itself in WWE, along with the men, we won't even talk about that, has just been decimated. I, I don't understand what the hell is going on with this. Uh, why? Why did they get the win over the tag team champions? Now they're the number one contenders. Are they going to get a title shot? Are you going to see Charlotte now getting another title and not getting a title to lose in a couple weeks to somebody else that is another makeshift team? I don't understand what's going on there. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts on it, please send us an email at cancrusher69 at gmail.com. Tell me I'm crazy. Maybe you like it. Maybe you, you don't want to see the Kabuki Warriors together. I don't care. I, I do care what you say, but I'm just saying, like, there's just too much nonsense going on. Uh, what else happened on Raw? Uh, Buddy Murphy's looking great. I, I'm really happy for Buddy Murphy. The Seth Rollins promo, the, the invasion's just happening on every place now every place is invaded boom invaded boom invaded boom i don't know i don't want to make any any jokes stuff's going through my mind right now but i want to kind of be pc i don't want to get into down the lines of causing world war four with whatever um andrade's getting a little bit of a push with vega as they're beating sin cara nothing i don't know the whole ruse of lana thing guys i'm rushing through this because there is nothing as I'm going through this. What I don't like, and I'll stop and I'll talk about this for a minute. What I don't like, and it was brought to my attention from the English professor. So this whole show is brought to you by the English professor. Uh, the more you know, Schoolhouse Rock, whatever. Um, why is Shayna Baszler going to decimate all your champions? That's what you're going to have. You're 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 going to have. Shayna Baszler decimate Becky Lynch and Bailey. Why? It's going to ruin your champions. Uh, the English professor and I were talking about how heel versus heel. It's a very touchy line with heel versus heel and how it works. Um, Bailey is just turned heel a month in. She's really not all the way bad yet. She's bad, but you know what I mean. She doesn't have. The dastardly move. She's just learning how to be bad. If you have the Queen of Spades now just decimate her, heel versus heel, you're going to get the sympathy vote for Bailey, hoping she turns good again. 
I don't know. I despise the Street Profits as much as I hate Heavy Machinery and the Viking Raiders against the Polo Boys. Hey, uh, we've all dressed up as Mean Street Posse one time. That's what it is. It really is. Raw, just not a good thing to watch. SmackDown, like I said, dudes, it was taped. Dudes and dudettes, can't crush your nations. It was taped. Uh, Spoilers, there you go. New Day, new tag team champions yet again. I'm a New Day fan, but I don't know. I I really, I don't, there's nothing going on that makes me say, man, I have to watch on Friday nights. And I think this is going to be, and I said it before with Paul, with Chad, and uh, I said uh, car rides with the English professor, that I think SmackDown is going to be the one that actually loses. Friday nights, uh, we use as family time. Yep, I'll tape it. I'll watch it Saturday morning when the wife's at work and the son's doing papers or whatever. But I'm not going to watch it live. There's no way in hell I'm going to watch SmackDown live on Fridays. You'll get my half a tick from my DVR Sunday morning, Saturday morning, Saturday night, something. Friday nights, we go out, we do something. If it's going to eat, if we're just getting back, if we're going to shows, uh, my son's got to play the next couple of weeks. There's a play at another school that we want to support some of our friends, kids, and stuff. We're going to go to them. And Fridays works the best for us. So if it's just me doing it, they don't care about Mark the Mark. If it continues to be... Jason Dixon that gives up on it. Uh, the English professor because he just thinks WWE sucks right now. Chad doesn't care. Paul's lifting. Colin's doing this. Soup's, you know, making pizza. Whatever. It's just not going to work. Uh, so WWE, uh, yeah. We used to lead with WWE, guys. Look where it's fallen to. In the abyss. Into the abyss. Uh, One thing I want to talk about uh, as we get ready to wrap up this show, guys, if you've seen The Goldbergs, it's one of my favorite shows out there. Uh, The wife and I watch it religiously. You know that Hulk Hogan was on it this weekend, this Wednesday. Um, Another show that we end up taping because it's Wednesday and Wednesday Night Wars actually win in this house. But they were talking about going to WrestleMania. And I understand it was to get Hogan on because they're actually big wrestling fans and everything. So they're talking about WrestleMania. But they start the show off as saying it was a random Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever in November 1980-something. And they're talking about going to WrestleMania. Strike one. That didn't happen. WrestleMania, even my wife knows, WrestleMania happens in back then March April, not November, why not name Survivor Series? Because the average schlow does not know when WrestleMania is, but us wrestling fans live and die by it. Uh, cool things I did see on it, though. All right, now I have more to bitch about. Uh, they showed a lot of LJNs as the English professor, and I need to have a sit-down and talk about LJNs. That's just great childhood memories. Uh, some wrestlers are on there, stretch wrestlers, the wrestling game but then to bring it back, they were going to WrestleMania 4 to see the biggest match in wrestling history, Hulk Hogan against Andre the Giant. That didn't happen at WrestleMania 4. That didn't happen at WrestleMania 4. I was one all for the Goldbergs, always thinking, all right, these guys are keeping their facts kind of straight, this, that, and the other thing. You know, the whole Stranger Things form, uh, formula, uh, the Goldbergs, just showing cool stuff from the 80s. 
they lost not all respect. I'll go back and watch it. In fact, I watched another episode right after that one. But damn it, get your get your facts straight. Get them straight. It was WrestleMania three, Pontiac Silverdome, you know, Detroit. Don't say it was WrestleMania four. WrestleMania four was the tournament. Come on. All you had to do is change the four to three. Are you not allowed? Did WWE not let you do that? Hulk Hogan was on the show wearing his original Hulkamania shirt. So, I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's do my shtick. Wrap this bitch up so we can uh, go do some more stuff with the family. I want to thank all the sponsors. And uh, number one sponsor. Not all, just the one sponsor. Collar and Elbow. They have great hats, hoodies, tees. All your fan gear that you need. They have new merch. They have new designs. Guys, you've seen me post it. The Macho Man-like shirt with Al Snow and head on it that says collar and elbow on it. It's purple, just like the Macho Man shirt was. Guys, get it. It's hot right now. If you're thinking about waiting until Christmas, I'm telling you, I know that it is going to be sold out. Get on there. Order it soon. Order it soon. Sizes are going to be depleting away. I got mine. I got my new hoodie, and I'm really stoked for it. Uh, when you do check out, Can Crushers for 10% off. Capital C and Can, Capital C and Crushers. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All at CanCrusher69. Continue to send in emails. I love the email we got today about the Jim Cornette issue. Uh, two of us actually answered it today and I, I hope we can continue to do it like that uh thanks again for sending it in and i would love to start the shows off with emails i love that so anybody send in an email uh we we want to talk and answer some of your stuff on air instead of just letting us ramble uh, i gotta get back over to the website and get some designing on it uh but you can check it out it's cancrusher69.wixsite.com backslash cancrushers all our stuff's there, our events that we were at, uh, like I said, I have to, it's just been crazy. I really have not worked on the website. I'll get all of December stuff coming up, and uh, we'll get there. But you need to listen to us. You need to listen to us. And where can you listen to us? iTunes, Spotify, Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. There's millions of them, guys. There there's really are. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, we're on it. Go ahead, like, subscribe, listen to it, however you guys listen to podcasts. You'll get your notification. Ding! Can Crushers do episodes up. Go listen. Yay! So you guys will enjoy the nonsense that we continue to bring week in and week out. Uh, Can Crusher Spotlight every Wednesday. Uh, note, this Wednesday we'll re we will be recording an on location to play the following week. Uh, we will be heading to Straw Brewery to sit down and talk. Uh, we, we talk to guys behind the scenes in wrestlings. We talk to promoters. We talk to owners. We talk to referees. talk to managers. We talk to wrestlers. Now it's our time to drink again. We're going to go over and drink a lot of beer at Straub's. We're going to learn about anything Straub's wants to tell us, and we want to help promote Straub's as much as we can and their there are new ventures that they have going on as well. Um, Paul will be joining me because there's beer involved. Full. Paul will be there. Also, guys, download the WrestlePost app. It's free. It tells you if you're in Nantucket and you want to go to a wrestling match, pull it up and you'll say, hey, there's a wrestling event and I'm on vacation and you'll be able to see what's going on in Nantucket. 
Uh, you'll also be able to get other podcasts as well. Guys, I don't compete with other podcasts. I don't do that. I know you have time to listen to many. Listen to them. Get everybody's point of view on wrestling. We're all nerds. We're all marks. We're all in this business because we like talking wrestling. We're a giant family. Guys, I go to wrestlings all over. And it's nice to sit down, not even if they don't know me, and they say, hey, you know, this guy, this guy, this guy, because I've never been there before. You just have that camaraderie of just sitting down, watching a show, enjoying the entertainment that the gals and the guys are putting on for you. It's fun. Don't knock other podcasts. Listen to them. If you don't want to listen to them, don't. It's that easy. You don't have to bitch about them. Just sit down and listen. Get everybody's perspective. That's what we do. We like talking wrestling. We're going to have more people on sitting in the studio soon. Just random people dropping by talking wrestling. That's what it's going to be about. That's the fun part of it. Everybody gets their own point of view across, and it's fun. Uh, Dates of note. On November 16th, Imagine Pro Wrestling will be back in Altoona, Pennsylvania. We will not make that as we have prior engagements. I said November is really booked for us non-wrestling-wise. November 29th and December 1st, Chad and I will be at WrestleCade in Winston-Salem. We will get some maybe random Uh, pop-ups. We'll definitely do our show from down there on Sunday and post it and everything. Uh, And just hopefully record this, that, or the other on the other days that we're down there to get sound bites so you guys can say, oh my god, they're really talking to Wrestler X or whoever. Maybe not Wrestler X, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, December 7th, IWC, the second annual Pittsburgh Pro Wrestling Classic. Plumber, I love that you're doing it, but we need to shorten the name a little bit. A lot going on. Jackson Argos against Jack Pollock for the IWC title. Uh, hopefully I'm pushing for Hooven to beat the shit out of Mandime. Uh, as you heard, Hooven pretty much stalking the dime piece last week. And now we step back again, guys. December 14th, all right? The big news is this is another benefit. Guys, if you can make it out, please do. It's Asylum and Code Red Wrestling presents a Christmas for our own. This is a benefit for the Yorns family. Guys, uh, I'm going to reach out to Cyril, see if he can actually come on uh, for a five-second, ten-second, whatever. You know, a little bit longer than that. Just to talk about what's going on um, in his family. And you need to hear it from, uh, if I can get Cyril and Kayla together, that would be great. I know uh, Cyril is more um, available for me. So, yeah. Guys, this is a benefit for them. Support, support, support. Uh, any way that you can get money to them, it's an, it's going to help tremendously as I'm going to reach out to Cyril and get that worked out that we get a soundbite so you guys know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, I, this is, I'm being silly now. Plus, I'm the ring announcer again that night. So you have to come out, if anything. If anything, you have to come back out because I'm the ring announcer again that night as uh, helping out Asylum Pro Wrestling once again. Guys, it's been a great show. Uh, I I put in enough time. You guys heard me ramble. You heard the English professor. So, all right, we're out of here. And stay tuned for Can Crusher Spotlight this Wednesday as we'll bring you everything we possibly can. And remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can. Not a garbage cannot. See you Wednesday.